Pouring the Popcorn. I'm your host, Ashlyn Bakari, and it's been almost three years since our last episode, which makes me feel sad and old and weird all at the same time. But we are back and better than ever. Uh, since our last episode, Vinny and I got married, got a dog, and moved to California, so we have been a little busy. Vinny's looking at me like I'm crazy, and yes, our last episode was in September of 2020. So, yep, surprise, surprise. Um, I had to look it up, so that's the only reason why I know too. I thought it was two years. Uh, but that hasn't stopped us from seeing all the movies in the past three years. Um, and I wanted the first episode back to be a blockbuster. So what better movie than Greta Gerwig's Barbie? So with that, I'd like to introduce our co-hosts, Elise Lisi Cruz and Jacqueline Jack Swanson, my co-hosts for this episode. Yay! <laughs> Yay! What an honor and to be back. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, you are. And before we get started, we decided that we didn't want to do bios or intros. Uh, we wanted to describe each other in terms of which Barbie uh, we would be, right? Is that what you guys wanted to do? I think we wanted to say what we would be, like what we think our Barbie would be, but then also describe Wait. each other because it's going to be different. Oh, okay. you know, like, so, oh, I'm so this for, Barbie. Yeah, there's like astronaut Barbie, Dr. Barbie. Is that what you mean? I mean, like... <laughs> Like, you know, on Instagram, how it's a thing now that you like have your Instagram post with the Barbie and you like describe oh, yourself yeah. as like social media Barbie or whatever, or yeah. like always late to work Barbie. Oh, like that. That's me. Okay. <laughs> that is all. Perfect. So then what is Lisi? Is a, a Barbie well, and why? So Lisi, what would you say that? Oh, Lisi. Can says you do yours first? first? Okay. I'll, I'll go first. you have one in <laughs> <'Cause> mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this is what first came to mind. It's not a good one. Um, but it is accurate. Um, quarter life crisis Barbie. Oh, that's so good. That is a really catchy one. I know. What can I say? Wow. Okay. Okay. That was good. Great answer. I don't have one. Ash, what are you? You guys wanted to do this. Um, you guys also don't have to do it. I think I just mainly wanted to say mine. Yours was very good. (laughs) And I wanted you guys to contradict it. I would just be a, a, a Barbie that came with like, um, like a fun accessory. Maybe. I feel like you'd be like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I don't want to cut you off. Maybe, maybe something cool, like a dolphin, like Mm. Barbie that swims in the pool. I sort of feel like you would be like, like, there's two ways you could go. You could be like magic carpet bag Barbie where it's like, here are all these items, like make something beautiful with them. Oh. Like it's kind of like a creative activity. Ooh. And like her main accessory is like, accessory is like this big bag with all this stuff in it. Or I could see you being like Barbie for a location. So it's like Palm Springs Barbie and like here's your whole land and all your auditions and all your clothes and you just build this world like kind of Oh yeah, that's my dream house. Oh yeah. Okay. I could see it. Thank you. I like that answer. And it's a missing hole. Do they have a mid-mod Barbie? I guess technically all the first Barbies are because they came out in 19... Yeah, well, I'm not going to say when they came out because that's something that we're going to talk about later. Sorry, we're, <laughs> we're potting too hard. We just gave you an answer. Okay, but I feel you are mid-modern Barbie planning a... Oh, sorry, mid-modern planning a party Barbie. Whether that's oh like... A, it's a themed party. Yeah. Mid-mod event planner Barbie. Exactly. But also... But it's like... You're 
like the parties are where you just thrive thrive yes. you can plan any event but parties you like you're always throwing the best parties we dance like the night dance party we in the movie night you night plan night. that we you plan that right. every night you're planning that okay but i get to have a dolphin in my kidney shaped pool at my dream obviously <laughs> okay so what is lisi then do you have an answer for no. yourself? I don't think so. That's it's harder okay. to do for yourself. No, you're not. Like, <laughs> it is very hard to do. I feel like yourself. I know what you are. You could be multiple Barbies, but one of the ones I see is like bad bitch, like CEO Barbie. Like, oh you know God. what I mean? This and you're exactly wearing like a said. hot pink, like jumpsuit situation, oh heels to match. You have a pink briefcase, mostly for the mm. aesthetic, but it's there. <laughs> Yeah, that's you. you. Yeah. Before <laughs> we started recording, I said, like, marketing boss babe, yes. tender heart Barbie. Tender, tender heart. heart. The tender heart feels very... So you very... open my briefcase and there's just a heart in it. Yes. So now we know our Barbies. We know our Barbies. You know what? We'll keep pressure to keep them. <laughs> I think we will. And we know our Barbies, and that's important going into this. So. Tender heart Barbie. That's all I need. Um, yeah, so... That is you. Okay, so before we jump in... Do want to say that Vinny and I did do Barbenheimer, so yes, really proud of did. that. That that's impressive. Is that's a different level. kind of accomplishment. It was a feat. Yeah. I did see that movie independently, and I you left the theater three times because I was like, "This is too long." So the fact that you guys saw it all in the same day. What did you do? You just like strolled. Like, I have to go to the bathroom and get an icy and make a phone call. Like I got two ices during that movie. I'm not kidding. I never drink, like, soda, but when I'm at the theater, I'm like, yep, <laughs> give me a soda. Uh, the theater. The theater. <laughs> the theater. The theater. Oh, yeah. Vinny and I always get soda and popcorn. We go oh, my God. It tastes so much better. Oh, yeah. Movie theater. I made him buy me the, the $3.99 Flamingo koozie, which my soda cup didn't fit in, but I still wanted <laughs> <laughs> But it helped reserve your seats that were already reserved. It, sure but it played an important role. <laughs> Was part of the it was worth it. It's always part of the aesthetic. Yeah. It's part of. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start with a, an overview, like a general overview of the film. Okay. Um, and we'll get into the thin stuff. Okay. So uh, Barbie is is the ultimate satire, right? So it's clever. It's funny. It transcends um, com the comedy genre. And though it, it does call out a lot of social issues throughout the film, which we'll get into, um, mostly around patriarchy, feminism, and gender roles as a whole. The plot, right, is essentially our stereotypical Barbie, played by Margot Robbie, living in uh, the matriarchal dream world, Eden, uh, even you could call it that, of, of Barbie land. Um, and the movie is really about our Barbie having an existential crisis, uh, which leads her to visiting the real world, which is really just modern day Los Angeles, and confronting the girl, or, or woman rather, who has been playing with her and causing these intrusive thoughts that she's been having. And then, you know, there's a lot that happens and at the end of the movie, we are left with several big lessons, which we will get into later in the podcast. But for now, I wanted to start with the cast. So for Barbie, <laughs> um, we have our lead, who is, she's essentially a Barbie in real life. Like, I love Margot Robbie. Um, and An I, alien. I've right? always said that she <laughs> looks like a Barbie. She's a goddess. She's okay. an absolute goddess. Like, Greta thought so, too. Um, she actually wrote the role with, with Margot in mind. Um, Margot actually came onto the film as a producer hmm. and she was like, oh, I don't need to be in the film. I don't need to be involved in the film. And Greta was like, uh, actually, I kind of 
of wrote the film with you as the Barbie. So yeah, what do you want to do it? And Margo was like, all right, let's go. And she read the script and she loved it. But I realized that Margo was exceptionally talented. Um, back when I saw her in Wolf of Wall Street, actually, mm -hmm. which is 100%. a crazy movie, right? But I found out she was only 22 when she filmed that. I found this out too. Like I was in my research in my senior night. year of college. Like what? 22. I was like, it made me feel so yes. terrible about myself. Cause I was like, that's what she looked like. That's 23. <laughs> like what I looked like at 23. It's like what I look like now, but an even worse word. I just, worse. I couldn't. Also she's British. She, like she's, she's Australian. Yeah. Okay. She's Australian, but, listen, but she, she could do that accent too. Listen, the, yeah. the accent is so like she has such a good American yep. accent, and the the accent that she does in that movie is so that good, and her acting is so good. And I'm like, were you intimidated by the talent on that, like acting alongside Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah, I mean, and then who was the director, like Martin Scorsese or something? I would be, I would be shitting myself all the time, but she just is so good. No, she's got talent. So good. Yeah, and she's and beautiful then in the, and it's freaky. Yeah, yeah, it's not okay. She's one of those. She's also a Harry Potter fan, if you guys didn't know, which Thank I God. found out in a I recent interview, out. and I've just made me like her The even one with more. her and Greta and the yeah. British lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, well, I already loved you, and now you're my yeah. soulmate, so it's fine. Um, yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> I also loved her in I, Tonya. Yes. Which is like Tonya Harding. I forgot about that. Oh, she has this one scene where she's like putting on makeup in the mirror, mm -hmm. and she's like, I know what you're "Yeah, about. she's like smiling kind of crazily, yeah. and she's like start to the starts to cry." Oh my yeah, god, yeah. I just oh, she's just so good. Getting like hyping herself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah but she's like, "Oh, have you just got to see it?" <laughs> so yeah, she was obviously born for the role, which was amazing. Um, so she did a stellar. She made us laugh. She made us cry. I definitely teared up while watching the film. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, so she did not audition for the role, like I said before. She was a producer, and Greta was like, nah, you're going to be in this movie, and you're going to play the main Barbie, which she did. Um, Greta also knew when she was writing, um, or co-writing with her husband, Noah, Noah Baumbach, that uh, she wanted Ryan, Ryan Gosling as the role of Ken. So she wrote the roles for, for Barbie and for Ken for both of those actors, uh, which I thought was very interesting. Um, did you hear Ryan Gosling's Ken story when he accepted the role? It's like coming up. I, I did, and I, I think you should tell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you researched it better than me, but I just love this about Ryan Gosling, because who didn't love Ryan Gosling from the Notebook days? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's the first love. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Like, this movie was written for everyone, but it was, like, targeted at our generation. Exactly. Like, like when everyone's like, oh, my God, he's too old to play Ken. It's like, well, you know Screw what? You. He still looks freaking good. Well, look at him. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Shut your ugly mouth. <laughs> Slob. <laughs> you're slob. Shut your young mouth. But no, what is the story? Ash, oh, you probably know it better. But like, no, she has two daughters, I guess. Two daughters, I guess. And they were like, had Barbies that they played with. And um, <laughs> apparently, like, they nobody cares about Ken, as we know. And he found the Ken doll, like, kind of buried in, like, the dirt in the backyard. And like, the imagery I can see with this is, you know, how the Barbie legs are, like, all sprawled in, like, yeah. these weird shapes. Like, I'm sure he was, like, head down, like, legs, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. And he was like, this poor little guy, like, I can, <laughs> I can represent I can this man. Yes. And then he did. So. He did. Well, yeah, the text he sent Greta, because Greta was like, well, you consider the role, even though she literally wrote it for him. Um, and he was like, 
he walked outside and was considering it and saw exactly as you said the the Kendall was laying face down. So this is the picture he sent Greta. Was the Kendall laying face down <laughs> next to a smushed lemon? And his <laughs> yeah, response was, lemon. "I will be your Ken. His story needs to be told." Oh my god, <laughs> he's the best. He's so good. I love it. Um, but yeah, so. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was, what, what, I mean, I love him as Ken. I was trying to think of other, no. other op, like mm, other, other people that could have played. And the first person that came to mind was Zac Efron. Oh, because <laughs> like, oh, he, like, he has that face. Yeah, he has that face. Maybe Ken, pre like, chin structure. incident because his face is like a little different now. <laughs> <laughs> a little plastic. But I'm like thinking like. Troy Bolton energy is also yes. Ken, yes. Ken energy. Very Ken so. energy. <laughs> but I was like, oh, because like, you could, could you think totally. of anyone else or, right? I, I mean, it, it was just perfect for it. But. I feel like he did the angst like really well in the later parts of the movie. Like the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just good. Like it the pouting. Like, the thing is he fits the, the part so physically well and like all of the connotations that we all have with him. Yeah. But then also he just acted it so well, well. in a way that I can't imagine anybody else pulling it off like he did. Yeah. I, like, I, yeah, nobody really comes to mind nah. for who could have done that. No. Nah. And like he means yeah. something to all of us. Like, you know, That's so... It very succinct way to say that i'm like he really does mean something to us from our how old are we when the notebook came out like sixth graders or something i don't know but i made Vinny watch it and he yeah i mean we watched it like a thousand times from like i don't know whenever it came out until like 10 years later yeah until yesterday (laughs) and then in like every role too every since like Like, crazy Crazy stupid Stupid love oh my god the scene from crazy stupid love when the shirt is off that resurfaces every once in a while where they're all in the backyard and still watches and he's like oh david lindenhagen and then he like rolls up his sleeves like i'm like oh oh i can just watch him rolling up good and then la la land la la land like he's just yeah yeah. Mm. He does have, like, he's all, it's like, he, when people have, like, a male celebrity crush, uh-huh. they it's, always like, say usually, Ryan like, Ryan Gosling. It's, oh, like, Ryan Gosling, sure. Ryan Reynolds. Do you guys remember the Hey Girl Tatum, phase? Like, the Hey Girl. Yes, I was gonna bring this up, but I thought oh, it was too yeah. nerdy. No, I remember hey When I was an, an RA back in the day, <laughs> I used to post, like, massive posters everywhere that were like hey girls you'll make it to finals like hey girl blah 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 and i would give all my girls That's like amazing. all these naked not naked but like topless shirt pictures of ryan gosling and i'd be like are you having a hard time like that it was so, so silly fresh. but then my whole hall became the hey girl hall for like uh, years ryan gosling is hot ryan Thank gosling you. is healing ryan gosling is ken okay he sure i like a little bit wanted in the movie for a scene to happen where like a girl or yeah, somebody that was playing with them like was like mur, mur, mur. yeah just pushes them into each other <laughs> and that's yeah, it and then Ken goes away forever because that was truly like my first like mm-hmm. I remember being like I had like a Barbie like bed and I like laid them in the little twin bed together and I was like <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what this feeling is, but I'm feeling tingly sensations. <laughs> you were? How old are you? Like young, like eight or six or wow. five. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Like maybe not eight. Maybe that was too old. But girls experienced that way before guys actually. Yeah, but maybe how did like you know that like seven were I don't know, whenever somebody plays with Barbies, I can't remember. Um, let's see here. 
Going by my notes. Um, other notable cast members. So some of the other Barbies in Barbie Land. Have to mention them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got Emma Mackey, Sharon Rooney, Alexandria Ship, Isaray, our president Barbie, mm-hmm. and uh, Hari Nepp, who is a trans actress, which I didn't know until I started doing my research literally yesterday. And then we have <laughs> the comedic genius. By Kate. the way, Barbie has no genitalia, so everybody no, shuts there's up. Nothing, shut up. There's like, nothing just down shut there. Shut up in general, but especially right now. Yes. Yeah. And I did I love how they did talk about the genitalia in that one scene. <laughs> Where they were like, oh, I forget what he was like. I have all the genitals because Barbie was like, oh, I don't, I don't have anything down there. And he was like, what? Well, I, I have all. I have, them. All, I have them all. Um, How do you guys feel about the word genitals? It's gross. Well, when you whisper it like that, I love <laughs> it. <scared of> it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay, genitals. sorry. Continue. Oh wait, wait. Then we have um, the comedic genius Kate McKinnon, who Jack loves. Um, because I honestly think you guys are the same person. Um, <laughs> what a couple. Um, and Did you, sorry, what were you gonna I say? don't mean to interrupt. No, there's no, I'm just <laughs> okay. going for it. Um, I'm sure you also learned that, uh, Greta Gerwig and Kate McKinnon were college roommates. What? I didn't know yeah. that. Are you kidding? No. What? <laughs> Wait, tell us more. Wait, tell us That's kind of all I got. <laughs> But they were college. Oh, so I think Greta Gerwig went to Barnard, and Kate McKinnon maybe went to Columbia. Okay, something smart too. There, but Whatever. like the geniuses, housing, geniuses. something rather was like Mixed I don't know, linked up. something. I don't know. Um, and they were uh, college roommates. So they well, like and the they've most... done like like they did like projects together and, and stuff like okay, that. This like is from the, the beginning. most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And for the listeners, <laughs> Ashlyn and I were college roommates. So we please sure expect <laughs> Barbie three points. Yeah. So basically, we're kids. But we were missing <laughs> our Jack. <laughs> missing we Link. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I though. know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's so wow. Anyway, makes me feel like I should have focused more in college. <laughs> Met some more like interesting people. Out a times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the screams of our heart. Okay, Ashlyn's prepared. <laughs> Continue, but she please. worked so hard. No, I don't care. I I love. This is the whole point. Um, I was trying to find where I was. Uh, oh yeah. So, oh, uh, there was. It's funny because we just kind of did this, but not really. We were like, oh, which Barbie would we be? But. There, I was looking at this red carpet interview uh, with the cast, and one of the questions that the interviewers asked was, who in the Barbie movie is most like their character? Mm-hmm. And basically, like, everyone gave different answers. Like, some people were like, oh, like, Margo, Isa, Simu. And then uh, Kate McKinnon literally was like, oh, me, I am the most like my character. But she was the only <laughs> one that gave herself as an answer. But I have to agree with her because she was That weird seems Barbie. like her. Also, like, though, she fit that role so who well. Who else could be her? Like, I feel yeah. like I could find other people no. in my heart, but they're not, like, they don't look like it. They don't no, 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 feel no. like her. It might no. have been, like, making fun, not so genuine, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I also think the costume designers did a good job oh. at making her look. Because people were like, she should have been crazier. But I think it was good. It was, like, tasteful weird. Like, with the crayon well, on yeah. the eye and the crayon. Crazy hair and, and like it splits. <laughs> supposed to be like actually somewhat realistic to what the Barbie would be like in real yes. life, and like she wouldn't look that. I mean, like she would look crazy as a <laughs> toy Barbie, but like that was pretty accurate. I feel yes. like for like what a child would have done to her, yeah, you know, exactly. like what else did they want? Like 
multiple like limbs taken off of her <laughs> and like no thank you yeah, I don't know what Barbie yeah <laughs> is caught I have thoughts about the costume if that's on your list I'm sure it is later about her specifically no, or the everyone's? Barbie okay yeah Costumes. Oh, we have some stuff, but no, say it now, and then we'll get to the rest of them. Well, I was just reading some... This might be in the marketing section. <laughs> no, I don't have a marketing section. Okay, no. I... Cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, while we're cutting things, I have to cough. Okay, that's been in there for a while. But he's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <So> sorry. <laughs> I was joking. When oh, I said sorry. cut this out, Benny, I mean leave it in. <laughs> sorry, I've been waiting for a moment to cough. But back yeah. to what I was saying about the Barbies and the outfit. So the amazing thing is, like, the promo, I guess, like, Margot Robbie's stylist specifically around Barbie, when she went on her press tour, like, mm. every outfit she wore was inspired by a real Barbie. Oh, yes. that's cool. Which I feel like is so amazing. Yeah, and, like, I cool. could actually see it. I didn't grow up with Barbie personally. Like, I don't know if we couldn't afford it or something, but... My neighbor was, like, an old woman who was, like, a collector of old Barbies. So she had, like, all the, like, 1960s outfits. And actually, it's sort of creepy to go in her house because they were, like, up and on display. But, like, some of the outfits, I was like, I, I, I love that. I've seen this, like, now and then. And, yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's interesting. No, that's cool. Yeah, I did see a lot of the next articles level. come out for, like, the press tour and, like, yeah. all of the. And I was mm-hmm. honestly really impressed with. And, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Well, and last night I went to go see it again, and two theaters were sold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and still it's two, sold Is out. it two weeks later? I don't know how many mm-hmm. weeks. And, it? like, I feel like all of the audiences are all so into it. Like, I talked to, like, yep. friends and family back home, and they they all said that, like, the audiences was, were also, like, so into it. Like, laughing, applauding. Laughing, applauding. Yeah, like, yeah, responding to it, like, audibly, which I thought was so much fun to be a so part of. Fun. But, like, everybody is having this, like, visceral response to it. I did laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, so hard. hard for me. The dance scenes, like, the Ken dance-off oh scene, I was probably so obnoxious. I could not stop laughing. I was doing my loud laugh that everyone It was amazing. Me. Yeah, it was a lot. But it was so good. It was so good. I yes. mean, it was so good. And it felt like we were all a part of this, like, collective experience. Yes. Like, this thing meant a lot to all of us and we could all tell and we were like all enjoying the ride together mm-hmm. so it was more than just like watching movie it was like we were all experiencing something really yeah. cool and I experienced it the second time that I watched it as yeah. well like yeah yeah um and then I wanted to go back to Greta quickly because uh she just a she just knows her craft and we'll talk about that She's more so beautiful. and I wanted okay. to say this because I'm gonna forget it because I didn't put Let's it in my notes it. but Vinny and I were talking about it because the very opening scene when the girls, the little girls are like playing with dolls and it's mm-hmm, playing that mm-hmm. music. It's like, nah, nah. Yeah, they're like Space nah, Odyssey. Nah. Yeah, the, yeah, it's Space Odyssey. So, but I don't think a lot of people knew that. So, because mm-hmm. I was looking at one of the segments I want to do in the podcast is actually reading some of the negative reviews for this and tearing <laughs> oh, them apart. That's a good so idea. That, that is a good idea. I would have never thought of <laughs> So, that. we're going to do that. Um, but one of them, someone was like, the opening scene was so stupid. I didn't understand what was going on. It's like, if, well, you don't like art. Yes, exactly. If like you're go. ignorant and you don't understand the, the craft, like, or, like the cinematography or like the film itself or the writing then like maybe you shouldn't be writing a movie review um but like she was like oh my gosh I just couldn't stand it I didn't know what was going on these little girls were throwing baby dolls blah 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 and it was actually um well there was narration and there was yeah, some narration not that maybe like handy was, that normal people can't understand we can get it. it if there's no narration and yeah. you couldn't even oh my get God, it I can't, I can't wait to dive into these negative Karen's comments that's Definitely like one of the Karen's. that's one of the more yeah, subtle 100%. remarks uh, made in some of these um but that was actually 
um, of reference to Space Odyssey. Because yep. Jenny and I were like, what is this from again? What is that movie? And we looked at it up after. Um, but it was cool because she did that a couple times throughout the movie where, like, you could tell they were, like, Easter eggs or she was making a reference to something. Yeah, the Top movie. Gun. Wait, which Top Gun? Yeah, that's, like, I when they do... I've never seen Top Gun. The person I saw this with told me about this. But apparently in the volleyball scene when, like, oh. it's Ken Dumb and they're doing some of this and that. Like, and he's nodding. Yes. <laughs> our producer, Vinny. Is, he can uh, confirm. Yeah, shout out to Vinny for being Vinny. our tech guy. How do you feel about that Top Gun yeah. reference? <laughs> <laughs> Vinny doesn't want to be asked questions, but um, he does love to play. Wow, good response. Good response. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> but there were a lot of dropped Easter eggs. Yes, there were throughout throughout the film. Oh, okay, so wait. So let me go back to the casting because we kind of went on a tangent, which I loved. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry. No, no, I just want to make sure we talk about this. There's Open so a tab. She's a, this is a fat sandwich of notes I have. Um, mm. So next on here I have some, because we talked about the Barbies, some of the Kens in the Kendom. So we have Simu, Simu. Liu. Yeah, Simu. Um, and his biggest role that he's known for is the Marvel movie, um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the, the Ten Rings. I hope I got the amount of rings right. Is that right? Okay, then he's like, yes. <laughs> I almost wrote seven rings. Okay, ten rings. Let's look around and around his home. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was uh, Ryan Gosling's rival. And then we have, uh, he was also a Ken. And then we have Kingsley Ben-Adir, um, who was from the show High Fidelity. Shout out to any High Fidelity fans listening. And we have another uh, Ken called Scott Evans, who is actually Chris Evans' brother. I didn't know that Chris Whoa. Evans had another, like, a brother that was also an actor. So he was one of the Kens in the movie as well. Do you ever think about what that would be like? That's exactly what I just thought about. <laughs> it might be hard. Like, it might be, be hard. terrible. Oh, that yeah, could, it's rough. Sorry, Scott. Is. I think about um, that with Chris Rock's <laughs> brother, too. Oh my God. Chris Rock is a brother. I didn't know he was a stand-up. Stand oh, oh, that is oh, rough. He's good, but yikes. Sorry. Anyway, back to the cast. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, John Cena, though, was playing Merman Ken. That was kind of perfect. It was so perfect. Um, and then Did we you had... hear the story? Sorry. What? Did no. you hear the story? Of, uh, I don't know if this is true, but in one of the, like, BuzzFeed articles that I read, yes, he was it. shooting a movie next door and, like, stopped by and was like, hey, can I, can I join? that's true? If that is, I love it so I don't know. Much. Apparently, there was a movie going I on at like... the studio next door or something like that, and he was like, yeah, this is the girl right. Greta is. She's yes. just like, join us. Come on in, the water's fun. Join <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah, on this tail. Would you mind putting on this tail? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Um, wow. Um, but yeah, John Cena, I, I feel like that's real because, or otherwise it's kind of a random casting. Yeah, I was just going to make it. that up though, by yeah. the way. It's like, yeah. very like, specific. <laughs> Um, and then we had, um, who else? Michael, Michael Sarah as Alan. So Michael Sarah! So Alan holds a special place in our hearts. Alan was also discontinued by Mattel, but one of the dolls that they tried to do was Alan's wedding day. So it's Alan, and it's like, also he's marrying Midge, so hold on. So where he was dressed up with a pink, pink tux. Scandalous. Yes, right? Pink tux with accents, his clothes also transformed into a honeymoon outfit, which was advertised <laughs> on the box as well. No <laughs> like way. two outfits. And then uh, as soon as I heard that he was marrying Barbie's friend Midge, I was like, so now we know who knocked Midge up because yeah. Midge is the pregnant Barbie doll. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, wow. um, which by the way, uh, I had a Midge Barbie doll. 
Um, that sounds terrifying. Really disturbing. I'm glad. I um, the, Tell the listeners what it is. So basically, it's a it's the pregnant Barbie, um, which okay, but the belly was magnetic, and you put the tiny plastic baby inside the belly. The embryo, the, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I had one too. Yes. <laughs> terrifying. Well, my friend had one. She yes. it because she hated it. <laughs> no, it was so weird. And I feel like it's just confusing because you just like rip the belly off and then yes. pull the baby out. Um, but yeah, so that that was also another discontinued Barbie by Mattel for obvious reasons. Um, and then we have Will Ferrell as the Mattel. We love Will Ferrell as the Mattel CEO, which was perfect casting. He was highly insensitive and plain weird, which he's honestly that's like a lot of his roles. Um, and like he's been that character many times, I feel like. And the character he played in this movie reminded me, if we have Office fans here, of oh, 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 talking about when he came back when Steve yes. was D'Angelo. Yes, Vickers. after her yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm juggling. I'm juggling. He was. He was. Actually, that's kind of Buddy the Elf. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Not that far. Actually, yeah. It's It's like like Buddy as he grows. Exactly. It's a sequel to Buddy. Please call me Mother. I will not do that. He, like, doesn't really understand how we operate in the real world. (laughs) He's He's just, like, going off of, like, like the observations that he's yeah. making, he's like, "This is how I should act, right?" Yeah. Yes. I kind of feel like his whole career is like Buddy the Elf growing up. <laughs> <laughs> he like lands the company, C-suite job. Okay, now yes. I want to also announce uh, the announce. I would like to announce some of these cast members. Uh, America Ferrera, like yes. her, she played Gloria. In I film. mean, ugly Betty. Wow, she was ugly Betty. Wow. But also, can we just talk a little bit, like just. Thank you. Sorry. So <laughs> I literally have in all caps in my notes. We know from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants days that this woman can deliver a monologue. Ooh. All caps deliver. Yes, Which she can. <laughs> With emotion. Yes. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. Everything about her. And she looks so good. I'm like, do you age? Ever. No. No, she hasn't. <laughs> also, her words, like, I believe them. I'm exactly. like, that's yeah. what I was going to say. You, if you were, like, my mentor in the world, or even if I just met you and you said these words to me, yeah. I think I would be, like, yeah. so real. Thank you. She, yeah, she so just raw. showed Very me something. genuine and authentic. Yeah. Like, I feel like she believes the words that she's saying. Yeah. You know? Oh, uh, I like think that that's comes true. Across. Well, she's an activist, right? So she probably does. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they felt very, they felt authentic. Mm-hmm. Also, this is, let's go back to Greta. The power of Greta. Yes. That character could have been really kind of anyone, because it's, mm-hmm. like, sort of shapeless, right? Like, it's, like, you, Ordinary woman. Yeah, it's, like, whatever. You could superhero. have an opinion, and you have an epiphany, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, like, the choice to choose someone who... I mean, this is where I think director magic comes in is like that women and men could receive Mm -hmm. and girls and boys and people who are non-binary, whatever. Like, I just think picking someone who is so, I guess like authentic is the right word. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's not a quick decision. I'm sure it was very like pointed and intentional. Yeah. No, I think it was intentional casting for sure. I mean, I'm sure all the casting was All of it. <laughs> no. They just threw darts at a boy. They just threw Will Ferrell. 
<laughs> buddy the elf. Get in there. Mini, mini, mine, you will, Pharaoh. No, that's well said. But the, sorry, let me get off my soapbox about this. But I feel like it is like the most like easy character to like yeah. pass over because she's literally like the regular woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to me, it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. you're like oh, yeah. her scene with her monologue. Yeah. And then when she's in the car, like converting all the other yeah. Barbies, like. That was literally my favorite part of the entire movie. Oh, it was like her totally. seven minute sequence. I was like, this is the movie mm-hmm. for me, this yes. whole thing. So yes. like she was Completely. so essential. And something that I don't know that now I want to research after this is did she like improv that or do you, or like I to a point, no maybe clue. like Greta was like, the oh. monologue. Yeah, the monologue. Cause I'm like, maybe Greta was like, oh, touch on these points. So but the, then she kind of felt. The, the thing that I run again from just BuzzFeed or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Said that she performed it like forty to fifty times, like wow. that monologue. The, sp- yeah. the same one. Yeah. Okay. And um, wow, the the forty to fifty times. Yeah. Think about that. The girl that played her daughter by the end had it memorized Holy because shit. of how much she had seen her perform wow. it. So I think that Greta. Also, um, you guys should watch. Side note, smart list. The podcast I'm enjoying. Which will I But this is a yeah. good one. To start on, because Greta Gerwig was their most recent guest. <gasps> Greta, Greta, yeah. Greta, 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 Greta. Last Monday. That's her doorway. Into yes. Lucy and I are sold. We're going to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Francis, Francis. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. So, she was on it this last Monday. And she talked about how um, she really likes to have, like, she's, like, open to actors doing things, like, in rehearsal. But she really likes to have the words on the page um, mm-hmm. by filming. So, I assume that that means that. For most of the movie, she had, like, okay. the words that the, they ended up performing, yeah. she had on in the yeah. script. I have to say, like, that would definitely be my own director style if I were a director. Because even when I, like, speak or whatever for my entrepreneur stuff, like, I know what beats I'm going to hit. And I actually mm. feel better when I know. It's probably because I have a theater background. Like, when you know the lines, then you can play. I can. I can riff it. But, like, I need a talk track. Or I need something. I need notes to reference. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I need, yeah. I need some type of structure to keep exactly. me in. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. But so- she did an amazing job with that monologue. <laughs> that that monologue was, like, the epitome right. of the movie. Just yep, like you said. That was like, the highlight for me. I mean, yeah. That. that <laughs> I know. The knife. <laughs> right to the heart. <laughs> All right. Jumping back in here. Other small roles and cameos. So we got Helen Mirren as our narrator, which, by the way, we love a British narrator. It's giving Bridgerton. It's giving everything. Yes. Speaking of Bridgerton, we have um, Nicola oh, yeah. Coughlin her is her name. So she's an Irish actor. She's in that show Dairy Girls. So she plays Diplomat Barbie. And she's also Penelope Featherington in Bridgerton. She, she has like one line, though, um, but it was a fun fun cameo to see her mm-hmm. i love seeing any of the people where i was like oh i know them um dua lipa can we I yes mean, um dance the night away girlfriend so she was a mermaid with john cena she also had a major song on the soundtrack right so dance the night away to that song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's so good actually um, yeah that's the song that plays at the fame like the famous the dance scene where barbie is having the big party at her house and they're all wearing the shimmering jumpsuits which was one of the best scenes of the yeah, movie so fun um and then <laughs> yes dance party dance party uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay and then there's also this is a spoiler so we also have um raya perlman who fun fact is danny devito's ex-wife 
Uh, she was also they got mom. a divorce. Oh yeah, they've been divorced <laughs> for many years. I'm so oh. sorry. They were also married for many years. I'm so sorry. I she was. So <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. Oh, it's been a long time. I li- when I see her, when I saw her at the Barbie movie, I was like, that's Danny DeVito's wife. Vinny, can you double oh. check that? Because I don't know if that's true. But I, I, I do mean, think they've been divorced for many years now. That is so sad. Who it's is heartbreaking. She I don't remember. She is um, the co-founder. She, Ruth. She's Ruth. Ruth. Oh, um, the little lady <laughs> that invented her. Yes. So, uh... Basically, she plays Ruth Handler. She's the creator of Barbie and also the co-founder of Mattel with her husband, um, Elliot Elliot Handler. So she created Barbie, who's based on her daughter, Barbara. Um, oh, they separated in, in 2012. 2012. Yeah, it's been a minute. Still married? I despite, <laughs> wait, it says despite separating in 2012, Rhea Perlman said she and Danny Vita are still married and have a pretty decent understanding and relationship with Let's each other. Just let okay, people so have their modern day. So they're still legally married, but they separated in They probably want to see the young. So we were both kind of right. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I guess they're still married. Okay. So, <laughs> but separated. So they're living their life. Um, so. Ruth was also the co-founder of Mattel, blah, 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 blah. And, okay, this is the part that I thought was cool because they wanted to pay a little homage to Ruth. Um, so did you notice at the end, when she goes to her gynecologist appointment, when Barbie goes, she introduces herself to the receptionist as Handler Barbara? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, and I was like, I think I, I caught that. that. Yes. I that. It made me happy. Um, so yeah. Okay, switching gears now because we've been talking about casting for a long time. Let's talk about the director herself. Oh, baby. Gretta. 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 So, and he's like, turn the volume down, turn the volume down. So, um, <laughs> I just see him with the dial. He loves the dial. Okay. So, let's talk about the director herself. Lisi and I have always been Greta fans. Uh, she is the queen of our baby she hearts. She is. Um, since Frances Ha. Which was one of her first, like, bigger indie films that really, I feel like was... But she wasn't the director of that, I thought. She was in it. She was the main character. Yes, but I think that didn't her husband... I'm unsure, I'm but unsure it makes well. sense. I'm going to assume that her husband... No. All I know is, like, if you're this lovable yes. in this black and white film, yes. it's too long but entertaining for all the entire time. It's... Right. And the premise is it's like these... Um, it's mostly about this one, this woman who was played by Greta Gertwig, Francis. Trying to really find herself in New York, adulting. And she's in her 20s. Yes. She's a dancer. She's yes. lost. It's beautiful. Yes. And so since then, Lisa and I quote that movie all the time. <laughs> um, and we always say, oh, we're the same person, different hair. What's our favorite <laughs> quote from that movie? What do we, how do we greet each other? One, two, three. Oh, Ahoy! Sexy! sexy. <laughs> also that one. Also that one. Um, Same person, different hair, for yes. sure. Yes. Um, and then the other movie that I think, well, there's a couple that she's done that have gained a lot of prominence, but Lady Bird is, I feel like, a fan I do fave. feel like that was written about me. It really was. I, I watch it, and I'm like, this is Lisa. <laughs> this redheaded girl from California who moves to New York and dates a lot of gay men in theater. <laughs> like, very... But it was, like, slightly based on her own life, right? Which, in turn, Wait, means I know that you and Greta Gerwig are meant to be Yeah, she's from Sacramento, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love her. Okay, so we love um, Greta. She's an love indie queen, Greta. but she's also just 
a master of her craft. So a lot of people are saying Greta is a huge sellout now, which I which, disagree with. So, so rude. Right? And, she, and they're saying, oh, she's a sellout. She's abandoned her indie roots. Um, but I wholeheartedly disagree. Like, God, God forbid um, a female director actually, like, make, makes a success and, and, and is directs a blockbuster film. Yeah. Like, God forbid. Um, so, yeah. that and, and the thing, too, about that is it kind of, like, ties back to the movie and what it's about, right? So, it's, like, people are, like, oh, like, like shitting on her for becoming successful. I think she's actually being considered or maybe she was already chosen to direct the new Chronicles of Narnia films. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, uh, this kind of goes back to America Ferrer's monologue. Like, you can be a successful woman, but you have to stay in your lane. You can't be more successful than yeah, men. because you can't be too successful or uh, then you're boastful, right? Like, that's her whole part of her speech. But, but um, it was that apparently highest grossing opening weekend for a female director. Oh, yeah. History. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. That's amazing. It is. It's yeah. so amazing. And, uh, I mean, yeah, who says that she ha- like, she's a human being. Like, mm-hmm. let her do what she wants to do. Like, if she wants to explore... Uh, like uh, an indie quote-unquote indie film let her do that she wants to do other like she's just a human being exploring her different like creative outlets like whatever like seeding too but can everyone calm down though too because like think about the progression of the way that you evolve as anyone in any industry Mm -hmm. you start small and then you work your way up it's like it's literally idiotic it doesn't make any sense and it's not like she's lost touch like she should totally go she can totally go back to like oh i want to direct this movie i want i want to work with a24 again i want to do this but but she also has she's also making a ton of money she's a good director and she's a good writer so why not give her like a big platform? It's so stupid. I, and like, I mean, like it's kind of I don't know. Like so many of these directors that also kind of do a similar thing that are men. Like they go out and they direct these or they make these like Marvel movies and yes. like no big deal. Like you know, like wh- how is that any different? I don't know. Speaking of Marvel movies, so you um, the movies that were also directed by women that this film surpassed. Yeah, um, for the breaking me, I think the ones below this. I guess it's not technically Marvel, but Wonder Woman and then Captain Marvel was um, the, the the close, like the second oh. and third, the ones that like this one passed for women directed films. Yeah, I thought that was super interesting too because like it's, interesting it's like such a non-issue, right? Because we know that Marvel and superhero is just mm-hmm. gonna make money. Like, yep. there's no way it won't. People are interested no matter what. And we never heard about that at all. And now it's like... Mm-hmm. Mm, something different. This has pink. Yeah. yeah. I'm so curious true. to see, like, what other records this breaks as time goes on. Because it's only been out for, like, what, a couple mm-hmm. weeks now? But I will say that one of the other records that I just found out um, this this film broke was... It was the highest grossing film for the following Monday um, for, for a movie release. Which surpassed... Uh, Christopher Nolan, who directed Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight wow. held that record previously, and now this movie has surpassed that. I mean, wow. it's kind of That's amazing. amazing. Yay, yeah. Greta, we love yes, you. It's so amazing. <laughs> we love you. Um, okay, so jumping ahead here. So um, the set. Okay, guys. Too beautiful. Um, the set. And I'm biased, too, because I love Palm Springs so much, but the set design was one of my favorite parts of the film. Just the aesthetics, the the design itself, obviously the costume design too was really cool, which we'll get into, but 
Um, it was inspired by mid-century modern Palm Springs. Um, ding, ding, ding. Yes. Oh, I want to also say what the film's primary color was, but I want you guys to guess. Mm. Like it wasn't pink? Well, it's a mean? type of... I'm not going to say whether it's a type of pink or not, but if it was, maybe it was a type of pink. Oh, a type <laughs> like of Barbie pink? pink? Is that what I mean? <laughs> Is that your guess? Okay, yes. No, it's like a bluish pink. What does that even mean? Periwinkle. <laughs> I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I do know what you she mean. She gets it. We're designers. Oh my god. You, you are. Which is actually, I was like, I wrote down like designers will appreciate this. It was Vivid Fuchsia. That's no, it wasn't. That's the name of the color. The primary color of the film was Vivid Fuchsia. I believe them, but mm, <laughs> it's not what I saw. The opacity was way better. Well, you see, saw Periwinkle. <laughs> 17% um, on that <laughs> vibrant beauty. <laughs> um, okay. And then, so I did want to give like a little shout out to the set director and um, this, the people that were involved in the set design itself. So the set director was a woman named Katie Spencer. She said it was very challenging though. Um, yeah. It, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, because she had to, they, uh, part of what she did was she, she literally studied the Barbie dream houses. Um, like she studied a vintage Barbie dream house um, and she found it to be, when you're looking at the Barbie Dream House, she said much more cramped than they had originally anticipated. So um, they proportioned it differently, the set. They, they made it I like 23% smaller to make it look more like at, like a toy house versus an actual realistic home. Like, because the Barbie Dream House is Barbie could literally like raise her arm and touch the ceiling if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought that was really interesting as well. The fact that it's 23%. <laughs> Very specific. It's amazing. Yes. Um, and they also wanted to make sure they preserved the sense of play, which is why Barbie's home has no stairs and why, like, um, she descends, like, it's almost like a kid takes her down from her second floor. Like, it's like an invisible child hand brings her to the floor, which I thought was very interesting. Um, so they thought about that when they were designing the set as well. Um, when they were looking at all the proportions, they made it very open concept too. And then what al what else was really cool was they really played up with the surrealism. <laughs> but when she opens up her fridge, um, most of the foods are all cartoony looking and oversized. And like the cups when she's having breakfast have like no liquid in them when she pours her milk. I think it was milk, right? Like I love um, <laughs> those details. Yeah. yeah. And the toothbrush is gigantic when she goes yeah. to the Yeah, and the gigantic the like hairbrush. Yeah. It's like wonky. Yeah. So it's very exaggerated. My favorite part of the set was actually the pools. Like, do you remember mm -hmm. having a Barbie house and the pool is just like that color yes. plastic? And like she walks over it and then yes. there's a Ken scene, there's like food that's like chopped in half so it looks like it's floating. Yeah. It is. <laughs> like that was actually one of my favorite parts of the whole movie yeah so like barbie land was like this is something that i saw too when i was researching it's layered with the 3d and the 2d elements so it's both 3d and 2d so the pool like you said is two-dimensional like and then they also have all those painted backgrounds mm -hmm. it kind of plays up into that as well and then there were some things too that i noted about like the stereotypical barbie's dream house there were so many details so i'm sure you caught more things when you went back and watched the movie the second time but there's like Apparently, pink monkey statues in her house. There's a flamingo mailbox. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> the wardrobe with the glass doors, and it's meant to mimic the urge to 
rip through a plastic Barbie box. You just want to get in there mm -hmm. and like start putting the new clothes on your Barbie or just taking them off and never putting them back on as Jack would. And uh -huh. then the kidney shaped pool <laughs> with a spiral slide, which fun fact was Margot Robbie's favorite feature of the dream house. See, Margot um, and I need yeah. to meet. <laughs> Margot was It was, it was both of your favorite. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so then we have the Mojo Dojo Casa house. Yeah. Which is like the word house like four times um but basically what i was when i was researching i read that they had to go back and take this pretty intricate set that they had designed and give it a makeover to to basically apply the kendom stuff to oh, the wow. original set so they did that afterwards which is kind of amazing in and yes, of itself it is and the the mojo ken's mojo dojo casa house consisted of or included 22 tv screens which i thought wow. was crazy. wow um and Vinny's like all right i can see that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so what i was reading like what the set designer said and what um greta had said but she but they wanted the ken's house to basically be everything that you would expect from a hideous man cave mm -hmm. um so like with the leather chairs the mini fridges stacked up around him <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff um which Always i thought the was mini fun. Fridge, i feel like yeah. a man loves a mini fridge <laughs> <laughs> and all of the horse like the horse thing i <laughs> i loved it in the movie and i thought it was so funny that like they couldn't understand like Ken couldn't understand like why men are riding around on horses. Yeah, and I was like, it isn't something that like men typically like are fascinated with is horses. <laughs> well, what it made me think of is, did you guys ever have a Barbie dream house and the TV literally had like a picture of the horse oh, yeah. in it? <laughs> <laughs> like it wait, literally, yes. I feel like it was That's like so an true. homage to that. Yes. I was like, wait, remember there was the picture, That's that funny. sticker thing? Yes. <laughs> like, what are they totally. watching, Yellowstone? Like, <laughs> what is happening? Um, yeah, but, but you're right, the horses thing, like men are into horses, but I think it's just like the cowboy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like, Ken got fixated on the cowboy, like, I don't know, it's, it was as if he, like, had never seen a horse before, <laughs> yeah. and he, like, saw a man riding a horse that had power, and so he just assumed, I don't know, he just, like, didn't understand it, so he got confused. <laughs> the quote at the end is, like, him being, like, oh, well, when I realized that the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I kind of just, like, didn't right. care about it anymore. And Which then, is so <laughs> Ken, right? So it's just so funny. I mean, his job is beach. Um, and then... <laughs> Well, when he goes to the library, you see the sign when he checks out the books. One of them is just a book on horses. I know! Yeah. I was going to say that when I watched it yesterday and I realized that. And I was like, oh my god, a horse book. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, we love Ken. Yeah, he loves horses. <laughs> um, okay, so jumping to costume design, which I feel like is fun. So, um, Jacqueline Duran. She's an Academy Award award-winning costume designer. She also designed the outfits for the March Sisters and Greta Gertwig's 2019 uh, Little Woman remake. Uh, so obviously she's amazing. Um, but most of the outfits in the film were inspired by real Barbie doll outfits, which makes sense. Um, that makes me happy. <laughs> so that makes me. Yes. Um, okay, I will say one of the things, though, that she was like, no, Greta gets this, the, the credit for this, is the Birkenstock scene, 
where weird Barbie is holding the stiletto heel in one hand and the Birkenstock in the other. And she's like, you have to decide, but you are going to decide that you're going to pick the Birkenstock. Um, that was Greta's idea from the beginning. So she was like, nah, like, um, flat Birkenstocks are made for flat feet so and like plantar fasciitis. <laughs> so, so funny. It's like the, the shoe of comfort, which is why the Birkenstock was the shoe. But by the way, just so we're all clear, that was an homage to the Matrix. What? Yeah, the blue pillow, the, the red, red pillow. Oh. For your movie listeners. Get out. I love that. You movie bumps out. <laughs> <laughs> Put on your little blue pillow, a little Ooh. red pillow reference. Ooh la la. Uh, Keanu. Um, okay, so. <laughs> Never seen it, I gotta admit. What? No, I'm sorry, I'm not on a movie podcast Excuse right now. me? You've never seen The Matrix? Back to Barbie. <laughs> okay. I have done. So in my research, I saw that Barbie core was a term, which Ugh, is like cottage never core. Heard that. Like any of like oh. the little, like the trends. So with Barbiecore, this is my question for you guys. With Barbiecore being the fashion trend of the summer, what was your favorite outfit, like Barbie fit in the movie? There are a lot of options, right? You got the disco jumpsuits. You got the gringham dress, I iconic mean, Western outfit, roller skating outfits, Sylvester Stallone inspired outfit on Ken. <laughs> the problem is these people are too beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they so, make all of the outfits it, look they so look good. They look so good. And you think you can wear it, and then you yeah. put it on your body and be yeah. like, God, help me in the yeah. roller skating. Well, no. Like, I want to say the, the pink, like, cowboy jumpsuit. That was, that was yeah. pretty yeah. magical. I mean, it was so cute, but it was like, that would never come out of, like, a street vendor. Thing. I'm like, Just, Venice like, Beach. Have you been to Venice yeah, Beach? No. You are not getting that there. Definitely not, but it was so cute. It was so cute. Actually, I since I've seen it twice, one of the outfits I liked yesterday was she had this like checkered like That's pastel the Is that it? Yeah, the Gringham dress. And it has the hat the and the thing and then this and then that. I thought that was When really she like comes back. Is that? It's like when she's sad and she's yeah, like yeah. on the Yeah, like they come back to Barbie <laughs> land and she's like, oh no. But there's a lot of me? cute outfits even when she's so just many. like in the applause in the audience and people are like getting a Nobel Prize. Yes. And she's like, yeah, very cute. Yeah, I really like the roller skating one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that was a good one. And that one was based on, I guess apparently it was based on the 1994 Hot Skating Barbie. Wow. Which was one of the Barbie dolls. Um, and I think that one was just really fun. And I want Vinny to dress up with me, which brings me to my next point. So mm-hmm. Halloween costumes. How many Halloween costumes are we going to see this year? All of them. All mm-hmm. of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you had to be a Barbie character, anyone from the movie for Halloween, mm. who would you be? Okay, I probably wouldn't be Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be weird Barbie. You'd be weird Barbie. But obviously. Yeah. I would also want to be like the like sugar daddy Barbie. Oh, <laughs> would be so amazing. Or like the magic earring Barbie. Oh, yeah. Oh Those yes. are basically the same guy in my heart, but yes, yeah. I hear you. So good. Yeah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't be able to pull off the... I'd be like hurt myself if I was roller skating around, so... Don't talk to me about roller skating. <laughs> <laughs> I like the disco jumpsuit, maybe. Yeah, I already kind of had one bring... of those. From your birthday a couple of years ago. It's ready. <laughs> so I have it. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. What about you? I don't know. I was trying to think of a good answer. I don't. Think, I don't know. I'm not that into Barbie. I'd probably be like America for, and everybody'd be like, "What are you?" Yeah. <laughs> the mom. Maybe you're your off-brand gymnast Barbie. Yeah. 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 I'm bendy contorted legs <laughs> Barbie. Okay, so uh, one of my questions is related to the soundtrack. 
What was your favorite song on the soundtrack, which is really good, and I was streaming it on Spotify, like, mm. all last week? <sighs> okay, I have two. Okay, go ahead. I do have the dance number one okay. by Dua Lipa. Slaps. Um, but the then also, also Billie Eilish's. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. So good. What was I made for? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I have been... Okay, because I have been going through it. Yes, your quarter life crisis. I'm the quarter life crisis, Barbie. So I have been like listening to that as I'm like walking through the streets. (laughs) (laughs) The streets of San Diego. Yes, I'm just like, what was I made for? (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. I do like that. It's been hitting a little too hard. A little too close for Um, comfort. It's such a good song. Did you watch the music video? Going through it. No, I didn't know there was one. You should watch it. You might that cry. Will definitely, I will probably cry. <laughs> I feel like I've cried almost every time I've listened to it. It's so beautiful, though. That scene. I mean, okay. Did you guys cry during the movie? Yeah. No? Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end, I think I did. I I'm cried with all the real. images of the girls and women and all the... Like, like at that, that scene. Yeah. And it's that the song song's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I teared up. I was okay. like, oh my god. Like, I kind of cried. Being a girl and being a woman is so beautiful. <laughs> I cried also when she... When that... America Ferrer's daughter made fun of her and she cried. I cried a lot. <laughs> I cried a lot. I cried at the part where, sorry, this is no, totally no. different. Let it out. <laughs> <laughs> I cried at the part where, she, at the like when she first entered the real world and she was like seeing different like yeah. images of what it meant like to be a human just at the park. Mm. And she was like starting yes, to like, get emotional. Yes. She was like tearing up mm-hmm. and. She was like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to feel things. Mm. I cried at that. And then... That's a good one. (laughs) And then... And... Okay. To be fair, this was the Sunday before I quit my job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And was just feeling... I mean, like, I'm feeling emotional currently, but I was feeling so emotional Mm -hmm. at that time. Um, And then when she was becoming a human and she was mm. seeing all those flashes of, like, also, like, what it yeah. means to be a human, like, yep. the ups and the downs the and highs all and the that. Lows, yeah, yeah, the highs and the lows. And then also the America Ferreira monologue. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, there's a, it was an emotional film. It like, was so moving. Was, like, that's what I loved about it so much that it was, it was so funny, but it was also so moving and thought-provoking of, like, beyond, like, like, the feminist stuff, like, it was just, like, what does it mean to be, like, a human? To and be I felt in this it world. so, like, yes. like rawly yes. on, like, on that. Like, on an intimate level. That day. So yeah, visceral. Because I was, yes, because I was, like, this is, ex- like, exact. I've connected with this so much because you're just asking the question of, like, what's it like to be a human and going through this, like, transition and, like, yeah. feeling lost and being, like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm made for. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to continue to go forward and figure it out. And there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows, but that's a part of life and it's all beautiful. And like, it just hit me so hard. And that's the one of the best parts of the movie. And that's how it ends. Right. And people are like, I don't care what that was about. It's like, no Barbie, even though she understood all the highs and the lows of what it means to be human, she still chose that life over the Eden over Barbie land. She still chose to be human because she thought that was so yeah. much more, it was so powerful. And yeah. she chose that instead. Yeah. And so, yeah. I think and that, that is like what we forget a lot as a, like when we're feeling those like low lows, it feels like we're always, yeah. we've always felt that way. 
And for me, I have to like remind myself like, no, you have really high highs too. Yeah. This is a low low and you're not going to always be feeling this way. But the depth of emotion, like the other part that made me cry was, do you remember that part at the beginning where she was like, oh, we get to do this again tomorrow and tomorrow. And the next and day and every day's perfect. I was like, yeah. This <laughs> 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 made me weep. But yes, I know. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Honestly, it's easier to look back on all If you're an introvert, it, that life's a nightmare. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm yeah. an introvert. <laughs> sorry, Minnie, it's cuter. Okay, down. so sorry, I totally took that into another direction. No, but that was your favorite song. Thing. Your yeah, favorite I thing. That. I think the question was your favorite song. <laughs> my favorite song is I'm Just Ken. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that that one that was a show stopping uh, moment okay. that was so good i honestly just love well he has his own uh perspective on everything as well right so mm -hmm. for him he's he's always felt like number two or he's always living in barbie's shadow and so yeah. i love that he gets this this song and um even in like all of the promotion the promotional like artwork and the movie poster you see like she's everything and then it's like he's just ken yeah so and i love the words to the song too it's like um and at the end she tells him oh you know what maybe it's not barbie and ken or you know maybe it's barbie and also ken like yeah. you know what i mean so i i did like the song and i also think it's really freaking catchy <laughs> and my favorite part because it is funny that they're all named Barbie, and then they're also all named I know, it's so <laughs> yeah, great. I love it. Like, my Amazing. favorite line in the song is, like, when he's like, I'm just Ken, and all the other Kens are like, and so am I. <laughs> and, my favorite. and I'll run around the house and only say that, and, Vin and Vinny's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, that so is good. such a good moment. <laughs> and so you were, yeah, you're like, yeah, you're touching on a lot of other themes as well with the Ken thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a lot, there's a lot about individuality about and a lot about autonomy and a lot about finding yourself and equality, and we'll get into all of that, which is funny because we're already pretty, pretty far in. Vinny's like, she's Don't worry, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Vinny will edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Vinny. Okay, well, then let's get to the trivia segment. Mattel and Barbie trivia. Um, okay, question for you guys. Uh, when did the first Barbie debut? 1950-something. Yeah, 1952, something okay, like that. You have to pick a year, and the winner gets, for every one of these questions, the winner gets a starburst. 1954. 1952. Uh, the first Barbie debut. Who's closer? Vinny's like, we have sound effects for this. The first Barbie debuted on March 9th, 1959. 59. So you guys were close. You guys were close. Yeah. So I was closer. <laughs> Barely <laughs> the 50s. Okay, next question. Okay, da, 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 da. 60s. <laughs> He's like, please stop making noises. We can make these with the machine I bought you. How much later did the first Ken doll hit the shelves? So the first Barbie debuted on March 9th, 1959. When did the first Ken doll debut? 1966. 1967. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll do the closest without going over. So, Lucy was technically closer. Uh, Ken was introduced by Mattel in 1961, so two years later. Because she's a vagina. I almost said she's a vagina. <laughs> she's a vagina and needs a man. She doesn't even have that. No, she doesn't have a man. What do you think? Well, at least you get a Starburst. Get in the choice. kitchen. 
You get two Starbursts. Yay! <laughs> okay, how much? I only have two other questions. How much did the first Barbie cost? Think about the A dollar ninety-five in euros or in US dollars. <laughs> US dollars, because this was the New York. <laughs> New York. In New York. A dollar ninety-five. Boom. Final answer. Okay, love that. A dollar ninety-four. Stop. <laughs> it's a tactic. <laughs> the price is right. Okay, wow. hold on. No, wait, hold on. I do have a, a different okay. answer. What's your answer? But based off of your reaction, I wanna say like 50 cents. 50 cents? You went the wrong way. Okay. Dang it's it. like $4.95. It was $3. So at least he gets another Starbucks. Thank you. <laughs> okay, you have one more chance. You have one more chance. What was the most? This is for all of the Starbucks. This is for okay. the whole bowl. Triple or nothing. The whole bowl. I'm okay. yelling. You get to take Lisey's too. She, no. She's making a little tower. Okay. <laughs> I need them. Overly confident. Okay. What was the most expensive Barbie ever sold for? Oh. So, what was it ever sold for? Oh, um, the amount. The amount of money. $150. Um, $150,000. <laughs> Are those your final answers? Yes. yes. Lisa was definitely closer. What? Give me my tower. <laughs> what? Yes. Uh, it sold for $300,000 at an auction. That's just not okay. right. What kind of Barbie? Barbie. Was it from Mattel? I don't even know which Barbie was. Or was it like a... Like a it was like Mattel. A, Mattel? Yeah, it was It was an actual it Barbie. It was, but it was a diamonds. rare. It was a rare Barbie. And I think it was like a vintage one. Was what, and oh. it was at an, an auction, right? So it's plastic, people. I thought it was like, like on the shelf of like Toys R Us. Oh, so sorry. This is bringing up a very interesting topic. Toys R Us? <laughs> I feel like it's not fair. It was a trick question. That question's omitted. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. But unfortunately, Lizzie's still But unfortunately, she won all of them. Unfortunately or unfortunately. Let's cut out all of that. Unfortunately, for me, there's a giant bowl of Starburst. Which doesn't have like a 10 already. Everlasting gobstoppers. Lizzie won the pot, which isn't good for her gambling addiction. She loves the game of Fark. Oh, don't challenge her. Okay, okay. So something that I did want to say was, of course, Mattel is going for it. So they made all the Barbies, or not all the Barbies, but they made a ton of Barbies. They made a Barbie collection based on the Barbie movie. So yeah, of course. they made a Barbie. You can buy for $25. It's the the Margot Robbie as as um, as Barbie in a pink green dress. Just so the Barbie. outfit that you liked. Oh. Yeah, so they made that specific one from the movie. I wonder if they have a Barbie dream house. I would have thought that that was already a Barbie. No, I guess it's not. Like, um, or they made, I mean, maybe like the costumes from the movie were inspired by other Barbies, but this is like the actual replica of the outfit mm -hmm. on the Barbie doll. And then you have um, the jumpsuit Barbie, her car, her pink Corvette convertible. That car was so See, cute. See, I would have also thought that was based on a car that already existed. Oh, yeah. Well, it is a car that already exists. Actually, isn't it your your dad had that car, right? Or he still has that car? Or he doesn't have that one? He, what? He was You're 62. Oh, 62. 62. Corvette. He so, was 62 when that's... he had that Barbie doll. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have her closet. And they also have the President Barbie. They have an Uno deck. Oh, um, that I want. <laughs> with the Barbies. <laughs> they have the Ken no, collectible. No, <laughs> Maybe Jack's going to be interested in this. They have the Barbie Ken doll wearing his denim matching set if you oh want to get frisky God. with it. <laughs> get your little twin bed. 
my god. Okay, so last before we, we get into like terrible. reviews mm-hmm. and before we get into reviews and like the I guess the meaning behind the movie, some of the lessons we learned. Let's read at least, like, one negative review, because this is a segment that I think will be fun, is to read a negative review and see what our thoughts are on it. I will say a lot of the negative comments when I was going through them was, like, uh, a lot of things felt unresolved at the end, where they were like, okay, so, like, do the Kens live with the Barbies in the dream houses now? Are they sleeping on the park no. benches? Like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> they just go to their little caves. They go back to where they were before. Well, they were somewhere I think before. There wasn't a place. They're sleeping on the beach. I think they just evaporate. They just evaporate. They, they, they cease to exist when the Barbies if aren't they around. They can float down a top scare. Yeah, they're not like miserable. <laughs> they get thrown into like a bucket. Like, I had this bucket when I was little with all my Barbies that I didn't care as much about. Oh, you had a Bucket. Yeah, the Barbie like bucket. Barbie bucket. <laughs> the other Barbie's like, on this Have episode of the Barbie bucket, <laughs> we throw everyone we don't like. The <laughs> drama went down in the Barbie bucket. So here we go. Oh, this one. Um, although, uh, by the way, so I'm on Google looking at um, Google reviews of the movie, so anyone can leave these, and I'm filtering it by one star. And the majority of these are, of course, men. So this is interesting. Um, Shocker. So I'm going to read this one. <laughs> um, soul destroy. It's a soul destroying men hating female empowered movie. <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. Prepare yourselves for Barbie an experience that will leave you questioning everything you, you thought you knew about life and love. This cinematic masterpiece can be best described as a soul destroying men hating female empowering extravaganza that should be approached with caution. <laughs> Somebody's hurt. Okay. Uh, get ready to witness your innocent soul being crushed under the weight of this movie's disdain for all things male slash Ken. Every male character, mostly Ken and Barbie, is portrayed as either bumbling idiots or downright villains. Uh, they rounded up every negative stereotype about men. And blah, 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 blah. So first thing I want to say about this is I don't think that men are going to love Barbie Land because it's a matriarchy. So it's not a patriarchy, which is what we have all lived in our entire lives. Right. and what it's quite different. <laughs> yes. So that's a smack to the face if you're a man. Um, and, and also you can't even imagine it, really. No, you can't. It's like, they're like, how could this even exist? How could this even be imagined? Because it doesn't. I mean. Soul destroying. The trauma. Like the fir- I mean, some of the, a lot of the stuff in the first paragraph that he says is like not wrong like i'm like that's why i love it <laughs> like a soy a soul destroying men hating female i mean men hating is whatever yes. it's not i wouldn't say many whatever female empowering movie prepare yourself for barbie and an experience that will leave you questioning everything you thought you know about life and love this cinematic yes. masterpiece can be best <laughs> described as soul crushing or soul destroying female empowering <laughs> extravaganza like yeah, if you change yes. the tone in a few <clears throat> words and that, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm like, I'm in. I yeah, it did make me like <laughs> question everything I knew about life and love. It was very female empowering. Well, <laughs> it think, made fun of men a lot, but like, it's meant to overcorrect. So it's meant to be like, how do we get men like, to understand where women are coming from? Right. And this is the only way. Totally. So if you're that offended by the matriarchy, then maybe that gives you an idea of what women have dealt with for the past hundreds of years. But the criticism wasn't even, like, crazy. It no. It was, like, the God fought. Like, let me explain the God No, yeah. Like, it was, like, Let me talk fun. to you about finances. This guy's favorite like, song is definitely Push. Like, yeah. that's what it is. 
sense. <laughs> but also like if you, the, what I noticed about a lot of these negative reviews is that they're not really understanding the core message of the movie, which is that neither a matriarchy or a patriarchy like serve or, or basically are what create equality, right? Neither one of them is going to lead to equality because yeah. no one's equal in a matriarchy or just a patriarchy. Neither, neither one works. No one's I think equal the movie's in a like advocating that. for equity though, it is. which is like it different, is. right? So I don't know. I think it's like a weird, I actually don't think it's like taking a strong stance of like no. make a woman a present. It's just like, hey, no. like let's pull back the curtain and like start to explore a different possibility well, yeah it's like oh we got your attention okay now yeah. you understand what it's been like for women maybe we should consider um equality because that's all feminism is right feminism literally all it is and of course there's radical feminists and there's people that have different yeah. beliefs but the the definition of feminism is oh women are seen as equals to men mm -hmm. which is not a radical <laughs> to the world not to men not to the male gaze but we're yes, all seen we're as all equal. equal yeah so everyone's equal um, that's what fem that's what feminism means. It would have been interesting if we had a man on here to talk about. <laughs> I think so Sarah as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all it's getting at. Uh, yeah. Um, it's also like the I even the mere idea of women um, having all of these these leadership roles. That just in and of itself in Barbie land is like hysterical. Like we all find mm. that to be like, oh my God, it's, ridiculous. it's such a fantasy. It's, it's so ridiculous. Happen. Yeah. Like it's such a joke in and of itself to all of us because it seems so far from out of reach. Yeah. So far out of reach and so opposite of anything that we've like experienced. Like it's just it's so like like to us, it's like, well, that will never happen. We've experienced it. Men being and the all of these roles it's for so many years yeah it's like it's so it's so it's a fantastic fantastical idea, idea. Yeah. exactly um yeah but i mean like this movie is just it's like an extreme like satire like mm -hmm. it's satirical it's yeah. a satirical comedy right and, and for them to not understand that it's like then you shouldn't be leaving a movie review <laughs> I mean, it's Which just is like all you're, the movie just, you're just proving the movie right in these opinions. Yes. Like, and don't you're being such a kid. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> well, because, okay, so now getting to, because this was fun to look at some of these negative reviews, and I encourage people to, because they're very entertaining. Um, but getting to, like, the, the core meaning of, of the film, a couple things were obviously about um, matriarchies and patriarchies aren't the answer. If we truly want a world that fosters equality and individuality, we need a balance in, in government and leadership across the board and everything that we do as a society. The other lesson too is, which I thought was really powerful is who you are now, what you're doing is enough, right? So mm -hmm. like Ken had that shirt at the end where it's like, um, I am Kenough or whatever, which I thought was funny. But that's a major message of the film, too, is no matter who you are, no matter where you are in life, you're enough. Like, stop mm -hmm. comparing yourself to everyone yeah. else, because that's all Ken did was compare himself to Barbie and figure out what you want and what you care about and what you want to do. Yeah. Um, this did make me, like, when I was thinking about all these things, it did make me wonder, which I would love to have. A male opinion about your thing. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, 
is that a human trait or is that a female trait that we've been told mm. or that we've acquired because of society or how we've been raised or this or that like I'm like do men like are there like as many male people pleasers out there do men hate themselves like mm, I think you know I think people pleasing is different <laughs> we got a head nod yeah I think people pleasing <laughs> is different um because I do think but I do think like I know a lot of men that are people pleasers and I am certainly a people pleaser as well but I think it's different to be a people pleaser than to have those internal thoughts of am I enough am I doing what I was meant to do am I doing enough am I making enough money I, I think we both have which I definitely is, think it's like a human experience it's both it's both and it is like there yeah. are specific gender roles that we put on both yes people like I mean same with men it's like we I mean, I don't want to be a male apologist, obviously. <laughs> but it is like, we're like, you have to be sensitive, but not too sensitive. Too sensitive. Yeah. Not too, like, you have to be emotionally aware, but not too emotionally aware. Okay, that we're Gloria. Like, okay, Gloria, <laughs> you know? go off. No. Like, I mean, but it, I mean, there are like, I don't yeah. know if there's as many, yeah. like, um, of these like double standards or like mm -hmm. impossible standards. I don't know. Um, but I do think it is like, probably just like part of being like a human, human. and yeah. like society how we have set that up to be so like gender specific and mm -hmm. we like put people in these boxes so um but she does mention like I, a part that like really struck a chord with me that I felt so deeply was when she was like I so I, I won't get it right but something about like um I'm tired of seeing the women around me tie themselves into knots to make people like them mm -hmm. or something like that yeah and I was like that is something that I do and I see so many of my female friends mm -hmm. do like almost all of the women that I know tie themselves into knots so that people will like them and that's what I think of like when I think of people pleasers and that's yeah. why I'm like no that's absolutely but I don't true know. no no that's so true so so I think when we're talking about our am I enough so there's am I enough in the sense that do people like me why don't they like me? Like everyone with social anxiety goes home after hanging out with friends. And they're like, was I weird? Did that, did that one thing I say, was that weird? Like, and then they just like hone in on that and overthink it. And it's like, you, and if someone doesn't like you, it's like the end of the world. Like, at least that's how I feel oh, too, yeah. as a people pleaser. I'm like, why don't they like me? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Um, For me, the theme of Barbie, rather than it being so gendered, which obviously that was a, a piece in this, but like, for me, the main theme was like feeling other in a space where you're intended to belong. Mm, like yeah. to me, that was the overarching thing, whether it was stereotypical Barbie not feeling like she fit or Ken not feeling like he fit or Ken's not fitting with each other or such a good observation. Gloria not fitting at her work or her daughter not fitting at school or in Barbie world. Like I do think that was like the universal feeling, no matter what the specific mm -hmm. symptoms were. Yeah. And I actually think just based off of every conversation I have with my friends who I love so much is like, I think that feeling is the most kind of prevailing feeling of all. And then like the symptoms are, I feel lonely. I feel like I can't find love. I feel stupid. I feel fat. I feel whatever the words are, but mm -hmm. that feeling of like, I'm supposed to belong here. And yet I feel so other or different or like, I, yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't fit. Totally. And it's like, what is the system that's making us feel like we don't belong? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. we have created, like, 
we have created a very specific system. And we worship for it. For specific people. Yes. And anybody else. And we're all put into a box. Yeah. Like Barbie. To yeah. fit into so that bad. system. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot about individuality as well. And yeah. also like finding yourself and, and figuring out where you belong, which is what she does at the end, which is like she chooses to leave the Barbie land and be a human. Spoiler alert. Because <laughs> there are some. Wait, that's so interesting that you say the individualist piece, because yeah. I think that's so true. It's like there was such a large and interesting duality to that. Yeah. It's like everybody has the same name. Yep. But we all have these very different individualized identities, yes. and yet we're all in the same mm-hmm. exact path. Like, yeah. so fascinating and complex and, like, very true, I feel. And that's why I kind of really liked Ken. Yeah. He's, like, an underrated character and doll and many other things is because he he longs for that. Well, he longs, he longs to feel like he matters and that he's enough, which is his whole thing. Like, cause he's always living in Barbie shadow, but he also is like, well, I don't really like the patriarchy either. I like horses and I like beach. <laughs> and it's like, that's what matters to yeah. him. And it's like, why society's telling him like, Oh, well either you live in Barbie shadow or you're the a leader and you're in the patriarchy. Yeah. So and, true. and instead he's like, no, I, I like being just Ken and I like horses and I like beach. So <laughs> Totally. <laughs> to dumb totally. it down, to dumb it down. <laughs> it's also like Ken is a product of the society that he yeah, was totally. experienced and mm-hmm. then he came back. Like, he didn't have those ideas for no. himself. No. Like, yeah. He, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a big part of it. And then another piece I took from this was just, and it's just about Barbie in general. And this is something that the daughter says to Barbie is basically like, no, you set us back many years. You think that you changed the real world and yeah, you pushed us ahead. She's like, you actually set us back. Um, like societal beauty standards are toxic as fuck. So that was something that I wrote down too, because Barbie is so p- perfect and so beautiful. And many times on this podcast, I heard our, ourselves now just like hating on ourselves and how we look, which is so sad. Um, but like, you know, Barbie is, is is a toy, but it also is something that girls grew up with. You're handed a Barbie at five years old, and you're like, this is how you're supposed to look. Yeah. And that's what we grew up thinking. And, and it's no secret that we wouldn't like Barbie as much if Margot Robbie wasn't so beautiful. Like, yeah. they're, like... I like to watch this movie because I'm like, what are you? You're like freakishly yeah, like, beautiful. But one of the best parts real. of the movie yeah, really? was over time, like Barbie's feet get flat and she's supposed to be like her hair gets flatter and she's like starting, like her makeup's not on, but she still looks gorgeous as fuck. Yes. So then the narrator's like, Greta Gerwig made a poor decision of casting Margot Robbie yeah. in this role because she's supposed to be ugly right now, but yes. she's like that always the beautiful. Best. The interjection was so yes. good. Um, but yeah, she's, she's really, really beautiful. The last theme or takeaway I have, and I saw this, um, there was an interview with America Ferreira talking about this exact thing actually, but that girls have to grow up so fast Mm. and boys don't. So like Mm. the whole thing that she was kind of talking about in this interview is that men can grow up and they can still play video games and they have their man caves and they have all these things and girls are just expected. They're handed a baby toy when they're little girls. And it's like, Oh, and you're handed like a kitchen set and it's like, grow up. You're, Oh, you have a vagina. You have to learn like how to be an adult. But you can't say that word because it's too grown up for you. No, you get handed a book at 13 and it probably doesn't have that word in it. Talking about puberty. So, um, yeah. So that was a big part of it. I think play is so important 
and just being nostalgic and like mm. having fun and being silly. And it's like a reminder of that. So I thought that was important too. So cool. I'm just curious, like what, um, yeah, is like your guys' personal takeaways from the film? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, I guess like my main thing is like this obsession with like belonging and not belonging. Like that's sort of a theme in my life, I guess, like as a human being. But I felt like it felt vocalized in the way that it was described in that movie. So I think like for me, trying to find like a bit of commonality without it being like the main focus. Like I think that was a big takeaway for me. Um, and also just that, like, I don't know, I was really moved by Greta, like watching her career grow and expand. Like, I think there's such a, a gift and a power in artistry and like commitment to your art, like to maybe even beyond the movie concepts like that. I felt like really kind of taken by and moved. And yeah, if you watch any interviews by her, you might be interested to know that she didn't grow up with Barbies or anything and like had an interesting perspective on that, but didn't close her mind to the possibility of what they could represent mm -hmm. good and bad. So not so eloquent, but yeah, those are what are coming top to mind. It was perfect. <laughs> um, I guess my biggest takeaway uh, is that being human is an experience you know I think there's so many highs and there's so many lows but that's part of the experience itself and the highs can be so worthwhile that one would choose to be human versus live in a made-up world where everything seems to be perfect but she'd rather experience reality than, mm -hmm. than go back to that go back to plastic, so to speak. So I think that um, it's just about kind of about appreciating those highs and even those lows. Cause it's like, if you don't have the lows, you can't really appreciate the highs. So mm -hmm. I think, I think that was my biggest takeaway was being human is such a beautiful thing. Being a girl, being a woman, just living in this world with each other and making these connections and being friends with each other, finding, <laughs> finding your Barbies and belonging. And I'm so true. <laughs> And that's mine. Nice. Yeah. I think mine is, I'm workshopping this thought as it's coming out of me. But um, yeah, I think mine is similar to yours. Just that question of like, what does it mean to be human? Um, also the like idea of, of just being enough wherever mm. you are at. Um, yeah. That's yeah. all I have to say. No, but I like <laughs> that. Succinct. Yeah, I think we had like similar feelings then. Um, so well, with all of that said, what was your rating of the film? I guess let's rate it on a scale of one to five. Uh, would, would you recommend it to others and would you see it again? So give your rating, what your thoughts were overall. And yeah, we see. <laughs> Five stars, 50,000 stars. I loved it. I already saw it again. I would recommend it to people of all ages and walks of life and gender identities. Um, I just think like it has all the elements of movies that I like, which is really strong character development. It's mm -hmm. really beautiful to look at and I think it paints a picture without it forcing it down your throat. So 
even in that last question that you asked, like, I feel like we all kind of interpreted it sort of differently. And that's where I think like we cross over from movie to art. So yes, mm-hmm. definitely would recommend go see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, like a five out of five, probably, if not like a 4.9, like just there, <laughs> around there. Um, yeah, I would, I mean, I, yeah, I've seen it twice. I would go see it again. Um, I think there are so many, like what I love, loved so much about this movie is that there are so many different like parts to explore and it didn't like wrap everything up perfectly into a bow. Like it was just like, there was so many nuances Mm -hmm. and so many like rabbit holes that you could go down, like check so many boxes boxes that are so hard to check in Mm -hmm. one, in one movie or one experience. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, it just, and it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. I just really like walked into it being like a little bit weary. Like I was yeah. like, how are they going to possibly pull this off? Like yeah. I was like, I mean, like I saw the previews. It looks kind of like, ah. I don't know. Um, yeah. And I had no idea what to expect. And it just, it, it blew me away. It was so like imaginative and new and exciting. And Yeah. I yeah, loved it. that was such a creative take on yeah. the whole yeah. idea of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. no, I guess for me, I think I'm going to give it like a 4.5 out of 5 since I review a lot of other movies on this podcast. <laughs> and I don't want to say it's a 5 because it's hard to be a 5. But I think it's pretty, it's pretty up there. Um, the casting was phenomenal. The set design was one of my favorite things. The The costume design was beautiful. Um, I think that it's going to win a lot of awards, right? There's going to be Oscars, if not nominations, like also like Oscars that are happening for this, like um, that are won because um, su- supporting actors, supporting actresses, but really a lot of the design elements were just beyond. Um, so, you know, they spent a lot of money on all of that stuff. Uh, and then something that you guys both said was the delivery of it all. So yeah, and what Lisey said too was interesting where they're not they're not forcing a narrative down your th- their throat. They're very careful and Greta's really careful about how she delivers this and how she writes it into the story and how she tells the story. And she did it in such a light a lighthearted way. And the the best part of the movie and how I know personally that I think a movie is very good how I if a movie really speaks to me is when it's it's able to make me feel different things. So it's able to make me laugh. It's able to make me cry. It's able to make me just feel different mm-hmm. emotions. And I'm able to pull these themes from the movie pretty easily. So I think for me, like Lucy said before too, was that it transcends. And it did do that. And I felt like when I was in the movie theater, everyone was feeling the same feelings and emotions that I was feeling. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, uh, but that it was an entire experience. It wasn't just watching a movie on the big screen. It was an experience. So I would give this movie, like I said, a 4.5 out of 5, and I would highly recommend it to to anyone who wants to watch a movie that's you know keeps it light, keeps it fun. And um, yeah, I really, really liked it. So thank you guys for being on the show. Oh gosh. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Barbie. Yeah. Yes. And then I just wanted to also give thanks really quickly to Vinny, our tech and producer. Vinny. Vinny. 
you need a producer for your thoughtful yes. answers so and thoughtful all and your concise, much more concise than us. Yeah, so thank you to, to Vinny, thank you to my co-hosts, uh, Lisey and Jack, Woo-hoo. and thank you to Chris Konya, who um, helped me get this silly podcast started in Rochester, New York, when I lived there once upon a time, and produced the podcast and hosted it on his Rochester Podcast Network. Um, and really, just thank you to all my listeners, though it's a very small few people who should listen and support me. Thank you to all of you loyal listeners, who hopefully will still listen to me after this three-year hiatus. Um, but yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks, Barbie. <laughs> Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. <laughs> Bye, Barbie. <laughs>